And the reason is mostly because of wine. I <laughs> so we're back on the wine and the coast yes, thing. Yes. Lots so, of coastline, lots, lots of wine. Lots of wine, lots I of coastline. I should have known. I should yes. have known. So I, when I was thinking of places I wanted to go, I was thinking of wine. And so I was kind of Googling like great places with wine. <laughs> I love that Google search. <laughs> I want to know how many times a year you Google that. I'd love if Google gave us that data. Heather has Googled this 47 times yes. in 2019. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 403. Opened in 1732. Yes, that is 287, almost 288 years ago. The Bertrand Bookstore in Lisbon, Portugal is the oldest continuously operating bookstore in the entire world. Just another reason to want to go to Portugal, as if you needed one. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who likes a good banana in her Orgain organic creamy chocolate fudge shake. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. I-, I do. I do like a banana in my chocolate shake. Very yeah. interesting segue into today's podcast. Well, you just literally got, you, nothing to do with what we're talking about. No, today. nothing to do with it. But you've gotten me on this like protein shake kick. Yes, shakes are good. They're very easy. We have two small children now. If you haven't listened to this podcast, we have a two-year-old just turned two and a four-month-old. Things are a little crazy. It is definitely super easy and quick and simple to just make a shake. Yeah, it really is. Shake it I it, they're they're awesome, and I I've definitely fought, come on the shake train. But we do disagree a little bit in that I don't like a banana in my shake. You do like a banana. I just thought people might want to know. They might want to know. Also, I really like the Orgain chocolate shakes. They are in no way sponsoring this podcast, but they are so delicious. And I think some protein shakes are are just they don't taste very good. But these ones I really like. Yeah, so I don't know. If you're looking for a protein shake. Can we get the Orgain shake in all the countries that we're talking about, though? If we we go to these countries, we're going to have to leave our Orgain shakes behind. That's okay, though, because we are talking about our 2020 travel wish list. And what I said to you, how I was attacking this list this year, there's a few things that I did. And, and that we did. One, we did not look back at our 2019 wish list. Yeah. We didn't want to do that. No. I didn't want to look back and say, well, I can't put this on again. So I wanted this to be, mm-hmm. these are the places I want to go. I don't even know what my 2019 list was. So there might be some overlap right. from then. Um, my memory is not great. So if no, I can't remember I it, you guys probably can't remember it. I don't remember exactly. And, and there is some method to the madness here. Trav, I was kind of having a hard time thinking of, of places that I wanted to go next year and we do have a lot of it planned out so that also was kind of you know it makes it a little harder because we're a little more organized with our travel plans but have here's what i looked at i just said if you had if someone said hey you've got two free weeks three free weeks a month whatever some of these trips are long would be longer or shorter depending on how hard they are to get to and how far away but where would I want to go? So again, I didn't try to think of this from a realistic perspective of, can I actually get here in 2020 or will I be going here in 2020? That didn't play into my decision at all. It was simply, what would I do if I could do? Obviously, we have two kids now that changed our travel plans. As you mentioned, we're more organized and we plan stuff out. So we kind of know places we're going to go in 2020 already. So a lot of these, I'm saying, these are my, this is my wishes. I know I won't get to. That's fine. Yeah. It's more of, of a dreaming thing here to inspire ourselves, to inspire you and create that wanderlust. Because, you know, sometimes I feel as though 
even because we're entrepreneurs and we can go whenever we want and leave when we want, we do get bogged down a little bit in the everyday work life and then the planning of a trip, which I know a lot of you can relate to out there because planning a trip is hard. So we didn't want to think about that and factor that into this dream wish list. This it was is just pure wanderlust. Pure wanderlust. Where do you want to go? We're here to to incite your wanderlust for 2020. And I'm pretty excited about my list, I have to I, say. I'm excited to know your list. When we do these lists, we never talk ahead of time. So I have no idea what Heather put on there. We would like to hear from you. So hit us up on social at Extra Pack of Peanuts on Instagram. That's the easiest way. Let us know what your dream 2020 wish list is. So let's dive right into it. One Real last note, I guess, though, before I we dive into it, I actually was looking. I use a map of the world all the time when I'm trying to. Yeah, there's so many places I want to go. I really want to go everywhere. When I'm trying to narrow it down, so I just look at Google Maps. I do Google the same. Earth, That's funny. And I was looking at a map, and I scrolled over. I was in Asia, and I scrolled over, and I got into Europe and America, and I kept scrolling. You know how you could on Google Maps, you could just keep scrolling. It just shows you the you know it goes back to Asia, and I literally said out loud, "That's it." Like I went from Asia to Europe to America. I'm like, that's it. Oh, yeah. I just looked through the whole world. So I just thought that was a funny anecdote. I, I There's obviously so many places you want to be, but it sometimes the world can seem small when you're looking at it from such a bird's eye view. That's right. Yeah. So. I, I was kind of feeling the same way, especially when I was scrolling over Europe and I love Europe. And I was thinking we've been to almost every country <laughs> in Europe where do we want to go? I do have some places in Europe. Don't worry. All right. But- well, let's start with our honorable mentions. As usual, you have two. I have two. Go ahead. Correct. So my first honorable mention is a place that we almost got to this year in 2019, and that is Charleston, South Carolina, because this city to me just seems like it exudes Southern American charm. It's beautiful, historic. The architecture is just what you would imagine would be in a, in a beautiful Southern city. And it just so happens to be on the coast, which is always something that for me, if I'm, if I'm glancing up at my list, almost every single place on my list somewhere in that country has a, a coastline. Oh, okay. I, which I didn't All even right. do on purpose. Wow. But when I'm just glancing up here at this, you know, I really, I love, love, love the coast. So to me, Charleston, South Carolina is a place in the U.S. that I really want to visit because we've never been there. And it's not even that far from Philadelphia, but. And incredible food. Always top named or ranked mm-hmm. as one of the top foodie cities in America. So Charleston, Definitely. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you put on your list. It's going to allow me to cheat just <laughs> cheat a tiny a bit. bit. I know. I mean, it could have made the real list, but I put it on the honorable mention because it's not as exotic as kind of my well, main I list, like it. But. I like it. It's going to allow me to cheat. All right. My first honorable mention, then we'll, we'll get back to your second, is we'll stay, I'll stay in the U.S. too, domestically, New Mexico. State that we've <laughs> never, neither yes. of us have ever been to, place we've both really wanted to go. Just, you know, we have not spent a lot of time in the American Southwest Definitely a region of the country that that we have not seen near as much of as some other places in the U.S. And I've just always wanted to get to New Mexico. When we threw this out there, you know, a couple months ago on a podcast when we were talking about fall bus places to go to for fall, uh, got tons of feedback from you guys about Albuquerque, Santa Fe, why we should go to New Mexico. So it is definitely on the list here. So New Mexico, and and this seems like one we feasibly could get to. Obviously, it's not near as far as some of the places we're going to talk about. So New Mexico, honorable mention just for the fact that, kind of like you said, seems a little more realistic, p- might actually go to in 2020. So not that I don't want to, but yeah. just, uh, all right, let's get going here. And the same reason that you like that I put Charleston on there, I almost put New Mexico on there. I feel like we talked about New Mexico last year on the on the 2019 wish list. I can't remember. We talked about it on fall. Exactly. Best so place we, to go in fall. It's been on our radar and we've both been wanting to go. So equally, Charleston, South Carolina. Right, we're helping and, each other out so <laughs> far Mexico. on this list. Your Let's last honorable mention. 2020. My last honorable mention is on here only because, and, and not on the main list, only because we have personally been there before, and that is South Africa. And okay, let me jump in We then. are going there again This is my Cape Town is on my honorable mention Okay, for the same reason that we have it planned to go there September 2020 to watch my mom. Interestingly enough, in the Field Hockey World Cup, she is on the U.S. under 65 or over 60. I forget which way they call it. 
uh, national team. She's the goalie. Maybe we'll win MVP this year. <laughs> I know you're listening, Mom. You got to get in shape. Let's get that she MVP She already trophy. is in shape. Listen, she's she in better shape. shape than I am. She's incredible. And we are going to South Africa, and we're going to Cape Town specifically. We've been there before, but I am so excited to go back. It's one of our favorite cities in the world. Also, the wine region. Oh, man, when I was making this list, a lot of my places are wine-centric. All right, so you're leaning wine and coast. And uh, you're not going to go wrong with no, that. No, no, no. And Kruger National Park, which is not near the coast. It's in northern South Africa. And I think that we're hoping to to do a safari there in the national park, which would be really exciting. And I know that Wit is young. He'll be almost three by the time we go. It's a little young for a safari, but I think he'll love it. Yeah. Cape Town and, and as you mentioned, more broadly, South Africa yes. on my honorable mention. Again, we are, unless something happens, we are planning to be there September into October 2020. Couldn't be more happy about that. That's our big... Couldn't be like happier. Our, couldn't be more happy. Couldn't be happier. Yeah. Uh, happier that's our runner. big trip that's planned for 2020. That's actually on the calendar so far. So, um, Yeah. The Wanderlust is here. I'm so jazzed. I'm really excited. All right, into the into the actual list. We're counting them down. Each of us have seven. Your mm-hmm. number seven My is number seven is a place that if you have listened to our podcast, you could probably guess because it's been on every wish list that we've created. Morocco. Yes, it's Morocco. And it's on there because I really we haven't been yet and I still <laughs> want to go. And when I was asking my sister, Julie, who sometimes travels with us and went to South Africa with us, I said, Jules, where do you still want to go for, for 2020? And she said, Morocco. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm just going to put it on the list. So maybe I can go to Morocco with my sister in 2020 or sometime in the near future. And here's why. It's a beautiful country. It's so exotic. I, you know, even when I was a young child or teenager, you know, I heard about Morocco and I didn't really know that much about it, but it just sounded beautiful and wonderful and and exotic to me. And the the souks there, the markets to do the shopping. I love Moroccan bohemian artisans and that style aesthetic. So that just makes me really excited. Marrakesh itself, the city is gorgeous with the architecture and all of the tiles. It's just, it's so exciting it's so yeah, exciting and i then, feel like the reason we haven't gone to morocco yet because we haven't banged this drum since we basically started the podcast yeah is that when i go there's so much i want to do know. that it feels like an overwhelming trip not overwhelming in a bad way it feels like a trip that i'm going to need three weeks four weeks oh definitely to do which then obviously limits it a bit and especially now with little kids you know we're not gonna have we can't just go and do a route i mean we can but we're at this point in life we're, we're not going to this year go and spend a couple months just bumping around the world no. but i'm with you it's it's a place that if someone told me today trav you yes. and heather and the fam are going to morocco yes you know go back and re-listen to your moroccan destination guy that you <laughs> do with lucas peters who knows everything about morocco i I would be ecstatic. I would be so excited. And another, I just want to shout it out there, the blue city of Shafshuan. Shafshuan, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, We are not linguists here. (laughs) But that city just seems so interesting because it has a lot of blue buildings in it. And Shafshuan? Yeah, Shafshuan. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's just so many incredible places. I'm glad Morocco's Morocco, still on your list. I didn't want desert, it to fall off. There's the Scarborough camp or something, Scarabo camp. I've seen on Instagram these gorgeous pictures of glamping in the desert. It just, all of it sounds amazing. So number seven, Morocco. My number seven is less exotic, but this is, you allowed me to treat with Charleston because I wanted Charleston on the list, but I clumped it together as a road trip down to Key West. (laughs) And the reason I said this was that there are a few places, and I've done this trip. I've never been all the way down to Key West, but I've certainly road tripped down to Florida quite a few times in my life. But there's a few cities, areas that I want to hit up on the way down. Wilmington, North Carolina is one. Charleston, South Carolina is another. And after having just spent a week and a half in Florida, it's, it's seven because... I would if someone just said, "All right, you you know, in February you're just going to road trip down to Florida and then you're going to spend time in Florida for the month of February." I would be happy. Again, not exotic, not not that these places aren't special, but it's certainly not this crazy trip that um you know, maybe we would be dreaming of naturally, but 
I really enjoyed Florida. I almost just put the Florida coast on, but I said, I'll cheat and even throw in Wilmington, North Carolina yeah. and Charleston, South Carolina. So a road trip down to Key West, back up around the Gulf, spending time in Florida at the beach in February or March sounds fine to it me. It does sound delightful. I will say this. I would love to do a road trip in an RV because... I'm not sure road tripping in our small SUV with two kids is on my dream list at all. Well, we wouldn't obviously be sleeping <laughs> in. Yeah, it's just a different type of thing. Yeah. I, I'm not, again, I want an RV anyway, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm not an, against that. An, an RV way. would be fun. In fact, this isn't on my list, but something that both of us have been wanting to do is to road trip a across the U.S. in sure. an RV. Yep. So maybe we'll do that someday, but probably not in 2020. And that brings me to my number six, which is a place that I am hoping that we go to in 2020, but it is not yet planned. And that is the gorgeous state of Hawaii. <laughs> I want to go to Hawaii so badly. We've never been it is like going to a different country because it's so different than the mainland of the United States. Also it, equally as far as going to a lot of other countries. It's true. But here's why I think that it would be great to go there. Number one, there's no language barrier. So we don't have to worry about that. It would make it very easy to go there. This is not something that we think about and let it deter us from traveling, but you know, medical care would be have the two kids. So it would just be like, it would just be an easier trip sure. than going somewhere more exotic. And we keep using the word exotic, but somewhere a little bit far flung. So yeah, just Hawaii. I think the beautiful volcanoes, the beaches, the rainforest, the food. I mean, this man over here loves a good poke bowl. I love bowl. poke bowls. So, so, I love poke bowls. I love beaches. I love palm trees. Yeah, I'm sold and, on Hawaii um, as well. Yeah. I do think that, as you mentioned, your we talk about your travel style changing. You know, throughout your years, as you either make more money or have more money for travel or have kids or you know whatever, as your life changes, your travel style changes. And for us. It certainly has changed in a way that we are looking at things and saying, all right, what is the most convenient? Like, not even what's the most bang for your buck when it comes to cost, but what's the most bang for our buck in that this is easy to get to? That's one of the reasons we, we had such a good time down in Florida a couple weeks ago was that we could get on a plane, two hours, we were there, we were stayed at a beachfront condo, you know, walked down one flight of stairs, we're on the beach or at the pool. So everything was super easy, super convenient. With two young kids, that comes into the mix. I, now, granted, as we get through my list and probably get through your list, mine get not as convenient and harder same, and same. and more like intrepid travel. But, you know, that's okay to have your travel style change. I think we're, we realize that and we're leaning into it a bit. And I'm with you that Hawaii provides this great in-between of it's going to be amazing weather. It's going to be totally unique experience to us, but you're going to have the a lot ease of, of, of stuff as well because it's still, you know, in the U.S. Yeah. Also, some of our good friends are going. So I would love to meet up with them because it's just fun to travel with other people sure. and meet As, up with friends. Around it, the world. it really is. It, and it really is too. Not that they have kids um, at the moment, but it's nice to have friends around when you have kids because it's not not that they're not for them watching the kid, but it's just another other people to kind of pal around with. Um to, to make it not feel as lonely sometimes um, when you're when you're traveling with kids. My number six, I put this was not on my original list. Interesting. And I, I, I had to put it in for the same reason that you put Morocco on because I, I don't want this to fall off my list because for so long it's been at the very top. Okay. Is it New Zealand? No. Okay. It is Uruguay. And, Uruguay. Um, I think I, Uruguay was on my list last year yes, or the year before that. Yes, you surprised me, I believe, yeah. where I, I, you put it on. You're like, Trav's going to appreciate this. We've never touched the South American continent. And at some point, we're going to have to change mm -hmm. that. We can't keep calling ourselves travelers and not change that. Um, so at some point, we're going to hit the South American continent. And for me this is the place that if you're saying, all right, you're going to South America that I'd want to go right now the most. Again, great beaches, totally different vibe, good food, bit of a hidden gem, um, relatively affordable prices compared to some of the other places in South Africa, which is relatively affordable in general anyway. Um, but Uruguay, yeah, it's just been 
my number one country to visit even before we started extra pack of it's peanuts. It's true. And so I just don't want it to fall off the list for like the new new kids on the block. I, I had to throw it back in and be like, <laughs> yes, you're still there, Uruguay. Like, we'll get to you eventually. Yeah, and I mean, the reason I had it on my list is because I had researched beaches and there's this, I mean, lots of incredible beaches, but one in particular um, in Uruguay. So definitely a beautiful spot to yeah. visit. So, and, and I, I was getting, you'll see, uh, a little bit centric around a certain region. So I also okay. threw Uruguay on here because I, we needed to represent. I needed to represent South America a bit. And, well, and I'm about South. to represent South America. Well, rep it. You're number five. My number five is Colombia. We almost went there last year. We had booked tickets to go to Cartagena. And then I found out I was pregnant. And... We were very excited, but we did cancel our trip because there was... Which we were very excited about. The pregnancy? The, the pregnancy. Yeah. Well, we were also very excited to go to Cartagena. Yes, to go to Cartagena. But, you know, there's a small chance, I guess, of Zika there. And so we figured we might as well just push it off. And I was not feeling very well in the beginning of my pregnancy. So the thought of traveling that far was not that interesting to me. However... I still want to go there. I want to go to Cartagena. I want to go to Medellin. I mean, Cartagena, when you look at pictures of it, just seems so romantic the architecture and the horse-drawn carriages and the cobblestone streets and then it's also near the water and it has handcrafted artisans it just yeah it the beach it sounds lovely like, and I, it's by the beach yeah again. and there's so, a ton of islands you can go do off it and we really did a ton of research into Colombia, especially cartagena last year you know what would have been the end of 2018 because we we're gonna go january 2019 and ah, that seems so long ago that we had yeah. that planned. It seems like longer than than a year ago that we decided to, to cancel that trip. It is funny to me how some things can come on the list and fall off. Like for me, Columbia, again, not that I would not want to go. Sure. I'd be super happy to go. But it's just for whatever reason, you know, and this is the beauty of making these lists. It's almost like a time capsule for this specific moment in right. your life. Because when I look back at the 2019 list or the 2018 or 2017 or what have Columbia you. Columbia was on there. Right. And so now, I don't know, for some reason, as we'll get into, <laughs> I went centric to another yeah. part of the world. And it just, you know, that just kind of spurred up some different feelings and emotions but yeah and the thing for me with columbia and i, I don't know why because it's still far but because it's in the northern part of south america i doesn't feel seem like a mission yeah it doesn't seem so hard to get to well it certainly isn't as you know it certainly isn't as far so it won't wouldn't be as hard um because when yeah. you look at argentina i was thinking of putting argentina on the list but it is so far, it is yeah, so Uruguay far. Is, is a mi I, I mean, mean, it's a hike. It's, yeah, so it's a hike. Anyway, but my number five is Colombia. So. All right, my number five. We're we're leaving South America for a second. I mean, you might have more South America. I'm leaving South America for good. Just a teaser. No more South Americans on my list or South American countries. I'm heading to Europe. Okay. I am specifically heading to a region of Europe that I have forever wanted to travel through. <laughs> and then I'm going... So Eastern Europe. Yes. And then yep. I'm going a little... Not a little more east than that, but I'm going to the edge, basically, of Eastern Europe. And we're heading to Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Now, if you guys have listened to this podcast before, you know we've got a good friend, Mitko, who's Bulgarian, who has just kind of indoctrinated us into or at least me into why bulgaria is so awesome and this is a guy who travels who knows his stuff so if he tells me that bulgaria is awesome it's not just coming from someone who hasn't seen a good amount of the world uh it means that it's awesome and so he is just you know he came on and did an incredible destination diary if you guys i mean one of the best we've ever done because he knows everything about bulgaria but he sold me on it hardcore everything from the beautiful capital city of sofia um, to where he's from and, and the coast. Again, we're getting to this coast idea in Varna on the Black Sea. And he just, the picture he paints of Varna, especially, but Bulgaria as a whole. And I just look at him like, well, why wouldn't I want to be here? Super cheap, black, you know, great beaches on the Black Sea, really laid back lifestyle. And as he just texted me, because I said, what did you say about the food there? You know, and I texted him right before this podcast so I could get it right. I'm like, you came on the podcast and said something about the food. And he said, yes, it's as if Mediterranean food had a baby with Arabic food. Because when you think Eastern Europe, you don't generally think 
amazing food. You think heavy, meaty potatoes. And he's like, Bulgaria is nothing like that. It's way different. It's, it's a lot of salads. It's light food. Um, so Mediterranean mixed with Arabic, and that comes from the history of them, you know, being conquered by different nations that had those influences. And so I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second. Little bit of a diamond in the rough, really cheap. You could stay on the on a beachside city of Varna. You can get great food, good weather. Wow. Have a friend who knows everything about it. Yep. Yeah, I'm Bulgaria. sold. Yeah, full disclosure, I did not listen to that podcast with Miko. I have talked to Miko about Bulgaria, but not as extensively as you have. So you have painted the picture just from that little synopsis that I'm ready to go. So, okay, you're ready to go. So I'm going to throw it out to, to you right here on the podcast uh-huh. then. I might as well. This is when you're the oh, most happy, He maybe. has something up his I've got sleeve. a little bit of a plan. <laughs> uh, we are planning on going to South Africa middle of September. Correct. If you look at a map, you'll see that Bulgaria is closer to South Africa than the U.S. You is can it? easily get to Istanbul. <laughs> okay. Miko said 20-minute flight to Istanbul. Istanbul, direct flights down to South Africa. Okay. So I'm just going to throw it out and say maybe we stop in Bulgaria mid-August first. to mid-September uh-huh. Bulgaria when it's the best. He said that's the best time of year Okay. in Varna. And then mid-September to mid-October South Africa. Ooh. I, I, I'm okay. not going to make you commit now. I'm I just going to say, think about it. I know, it. you're just throwing this out here on the podcast. Good thing this isn't live. We could easily cut this out if we want. Epop <laughs> followers, help me out. <laughs> Get me to Bulgaria in August. Why not? Two months away, the kids are a lot, but we could do one month, one month, so it's not crazy mm-hmm. fast travel. Help me out, guys. Throw to us some uh, love on social media, please. Bulgaria, convince, South convince Africa. Heather, the You're Bulgaria, right. South Africa it bang bang. doesn't necessarily seem like that those would be in the same trip, but I guess. The, the world is small. Look at the map. <laughs> the is that all there is? Is, is that all there is? Is that all there is? All right. My number four, we are going to bring it back to South America. I just put my two South America mentions together, um, one right after the other. And that is... Peru. Now, I know Peru is so popular and everybody wants to go to Machu Picchu, but there's a reason for that. It's I do. incredible. And people who are still going now, even though it's been a top destination and trending for the past couple of years, still say that it's incredible, well worth it, and just kind of life-changing going there and experiencing the culture. But it's not just about Machu Picchu, though, because, you know, there are other cities and other things to see in Peru. It's a very large country. So, some of the other things that I would like to see. We've got Cusco, which is a beautiful city. It used to be the Inca Empire, the capital of the Inca Empire. So you have all of that unique culture in there. And just, again, artisans. Like, I love to shop at local markets and to buy things. I love shopping. I think Cows you should say, I like, love to shop. Full stop. Yeah, full stop. Then say, especially at <laughs> local markets. Especially at local markets when we're traveling. And you know, Trav, really, it's in the name of research. So I should really have a special EPOP budget That's a business for <laughs> shopping locally when we travel because other people want to know where to find great things. So I'm just throwing that out there on the podcast. You know, who's with me? Who, who thinks that Heather should have a personal travel shopping budget extended, you know, when, when we go to these unique places? So Peru, we've got Cusco, we've got Lima, and then there's another spot that caught my interest when I was researching Peru, and that is something that I do not know how to pronounce, but I believe it's called Huacachina, and that is this desert oasis, and it's just this beautiful city that seems like a mirage, you know, like when you are walking through the desert and you're dehydrated and then all of a sudden you see this gorgeous city. I mean, that's what it's like. It's surrounded by sand dunes. There's a small lagoon lake in the middle of it. And it's just this little village. And I just think all of these, I mean, Peru has so much to offer. It's not just about Machu Picchu. So my wanderlust is definitely... Yeah, you're South American heavy <laughs> and you're staying North South America. I know. Interesting. I, I know. And those are those are my two countries. And I mean, maybe we could even do them in the same trip, you know, Colombia and then Peru. So I don't know, maybe not for 2020 because we do have a lot planned, but sometime in the future. Well, now we've got Bulgaria we, planned. So. <laughs> we will make it there. I, I like how these lists are shaping up because there's not a lot, a lot of overlap and... 
it's obviously different regions. So, you know, as you're talking about going to Peru, I can see your wanderlust, but it's also spurring it in me. So I could <laughs> be like, yeah, I actually do love South America. I want to go there. Just didn't make, make my list. Uh, I will pull the curtain back a little bit and tell people that one of the things I do when I don't know how to pronounce something is I will look it up. And I did I w- look it up. Yeah. I will get say some, that I- you know, you, these weird YouTube videos are like, pronounce anything.com. And, uh, I'm not saying I always pronounce it right, but I at least try. But this yeah. one, this one's tough. Yeah, it, it is a little tough. But anyway, what is your number four? All right, my four, I'm going to throw a little love to you because I. this is Ooh. kind of similar to how when you put Uruguay on yours, which was, mm-hmm. had always been on my list, now I'm throwing something that's usually on your list and not on mine back to you. And I don't know why I want to go here. I'll just say it and then I'll tell you. <laughs> I want to go to the Gili Islands. Okay. In uh, off the coast I'm of Bali, so and then I want to go more remote. So if you head east from there, you know the Gilis are east of Bali, and then you keep going east to get more remote to uh, Nusa Tenggara area, and there's an island called Flores, which I have heard a ton about from Stuart McDonald. Who, if anyone is traveling to Southeast Asia, the absolute best piece of advice I can give you, other than just go is to go to travelfish.org. And Stuart is the founder of Travelfish, and the guy knows more about Southeast Asia and all these islands than any human I know knows about any other region. Like, he just knows it so well. And he always would go to Flores when he wanted to, like, get away. And he was like, this is the island that I love. Um, I also believe that... Bluffworks founder, our good friend Stefan Lobel, also used to go to Florida. Anyway, it's kind of like the that's where you go if you're in the know. Okay, and, and it's interesting. Opposite of Bali in terms of tourism. Um, yeah, Bali is heavily touristed, although you can still find places where you can sure. get off the beaten and, path, even though it's a small island. And I almost put Bali or Indonesia in general on my list. I don't have anything in Southeast Asia on my list. And I don't know why. I was also scrolling the map and I went over there and, you know, I always want to go to Thailand and I always want to go to Indonesia. Those are two of my favorite countries. So I just didn't put them on because I feel like I always talk well, about them. Well, I got you back. <laughs> I got you back here. And just for whatever reason for me, usually I'm saying I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to Thailand. And again, like I could have put on Southeast Asia and just been completely fine with the region, but I wanted to get more specific. And for whatever reason, you know, just the Gillies and going to and going to Indonesia, but a little more remote from Bali just really sparked my interest recently. And so, yeah, Flores, Nusa Tenggara area, which is like Komodo National Park, but they've it's really expensive now on purpose. They, they wanted to stop the huge influx of tourists. So it's really expensive to go to Komodo National Park, which I actually appreciate. I'd rather that that they they keep it, you know, more pristine and you have to pay yeah, a lot to go preserved. there. Um, so, yeah, Gillies. Flores, Nusa Tenggara, obviously we'd be flying into Bali. We could spend mm-hmm. some time in Bali. And like I'm you in. mentioned, the island of Bali, again, it's heavily touristed in certain pockets, but you can get away from that really quickly. So yeah, that's that's my number four. All right. It's kind of a surprise. I like but- it. Yeah, I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised. My number three is <laughs> something that's been on our list every single time, I think. New Zealand. Yes, it's New Zealand. And, you know, if you've been listening to this, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we were planning to go to New Zealand a few times. And yeah. we even we even bought <laughs> tickets with the mistake fare, but then Air New Zealand or whatever. Air New Zealand Air canceled New Zealand, it. They yep. did end up canceling it. We were going to go this January in 2020. And then we had a baby. But not necessarily. We're not going because we had the baby. The reason we're not going is because... We would like to go with someone else. It's a big trip. And I just think if we're going to go to New Zealand, we're going to go for a long time. We're going for like a month or more. And it would be fun to go with other people. Trav's parents are not able to go this year, but they said they would most likely be able to go January in January 2021. So that is on the list for our yes. somewhat near future. And But we've been saying that for five I years. Know. So don't, don't hold us to I it. But, but I still want to go. And... Most people probably already know this, but here's why. Wine. There's such good wine in New Zealand. Number two, nature. I mean, you have glaciers, you have mountains, you have lakes, you have beaches. It's just... It packs a punch. It's incredible. You have literally every single thing you could want to see, whether you like cities, whether you like hiking, whether you like RVing. I mean, it has something for everyone. 
It has good food and culture. Lots of sheep. <laughs> I guess there are more sheep than people oh, by in multitudes. New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, I just... Yeah, my Plus, number three is New Zealand. It, it doesn't hurt that, you know, New Zealand being a fairly expensive country to travel to, that the U.S. dollar right now is very strong against the Aussie dollar and New Zealand dollar. So, you know, if if you're an American you're, or you're making U.S. dollars and you're going over right now, it's relatively affordable compared to what it usually is. Yeah. And that never hurts as well. Yeah. And I almost put up. We're going to go for a while. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go for a month, month and a half and, and be really traveling around and which means, of course, your expenses are going to and costs are going to be higher than just bunking in one place. Hey, man, take advantage of yeah. the better U.S. dollar. So hopefully that holds out. Fingers crossed mm-hmm. until January 2021 when we do plan on going. And you mentioned this, Seth. The reason we didn't go this year, I, I said the baby, which was one reason. But w- the way we wanted to do New Zealand was we knew we wanted it to be a bit of an adventure trip. We wanted to travel around the country. We didn't want to go there and just stay in one place. We wanted to see a lot. So it's going to be pretty quick travel. And that just becomes a lot easier if you're with some other people. They could take the load off you, you know, from watching the kids, something like that. You know, so we just when we when we looked at it and said, man, a month and a half, two months with just us two and the two kids in an RV, bumping around really quickly, no breaks from them, no one that we know there to watch the kids or anything like that. Yeah, it just, it, you know, it seemed a little overwhelming. And that's totally fine to admit, I think. I think so. Because people always want to ask us, I don't want to get off too much of a tangent. Oh, you know, well, now you can't travel. The whole thing is, oh, well, now you have kids, now you can't travel. It's not that. It's just that I think we are more cognizant and aware of what type of traveling we want to do what it, you know, think ahead of what it actually realistically looks at and then say, is this something we want to do right now? Or are we willing to put this off to do something that might be easier? Because down the road, it, you know, this type of trip might be better if they're a little older or if we have other people to come. And so I think we're just a bit more intentional and realistic with with what stuff looks like. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, speaking about being uh, realistic, this is probably an un- a very unrealistic <laughs> place for me to go in 2020. But these three, when I talked about the Gilly Islands and number three and number two, are all kind of clumped a little bit together because okay. of the region they're in. Actually, number one falls into this region a little bit okay. too, it, depending Your on... Your top three. My top four, really, depending on how broad this, you know, you want to make this region... Um, they all fall on the same continent, at least. So you had Gillies at number four in Indonesia. Number three for me is Bhutan. Okay. And I love everything about Bhutan. I love that the it's a tiny little country. People. Yeah, I love that people are so happy. I've wanted to go here for a while. I love that instead of a gross domestic product, you know, a GDP, they have the gross happiness index. Mm-hmm. And that's how they measure the success of their country. I love that they limit the amount of tourists that can come in. Yeah, they're about sustainability before it was even a huge thing. It's just, like you can't go to Bhutan without booking through yeah, you a can't tourist in, company of right. Bhutan. Which and, all works with through the government. Like you can't be an independent, you can't be an independent traveler. You have to book through a tour company that works for the government. And it's a set rate, $250 per day per person. I think it's a little more if you're a single traveler, but $250 per day per person. And that covers everything. So I was just talking at a meetup in Philly to a traveler, and he was talking to me all about his uh, Southeast Asian and Asian adventures. And he's telling me where he went, and he said Bhutan. And I let him finish the list, and I said, All right, tell me what you really, really loved. Like, give me a, just a few highlights. And he said, Man, Bhutan. And I was like, good because that's the answer i wanted because i yeah it's just a different it's different from anywhere else i mean and then you talk about being up in the mountains and just the incredible natural beauty it's a place that i want to get to hopefully they keep the, they continue this idea of you know you have to pay a certain amount per day we're only going to limit tours but you never know what can happen and so i want to get there before anything does while it's still the way it is um lonely planet ranked it i didn't even know this until i was just briefly looking um before this 
ranked it uh, the number one best country to travel to in 2020. Wow. But again, there can't be an influx of tourists because they're limiting the number. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Bhutan, you're doing it right. Small country, <laughs> happy people, beautiful landscape. We're coming for you at yeah, some point. Definitely. Probably not 2020. Maybe not. But you never know what happens. We say there's do a like 5% to, chance that we're hey, going to Hey, we do like to strike um, when an opportunity comes to us. So if an opportunity to Bhutan comes along in 2020, we could possibly make it work. However, possibly. it's not on our calendar, which we did plan out. A lot of already. Now, my number two is also not on our calendar, but because I feel as though it's an easy place to get to for us, we easily could squeeze it in. It is Sicily, Italy. Interesting. I didn't know. Easy through. I was thinking oh, like, like domestic US. US yeah. or, well, to I did me, think, I did think like London, yeah. that's easy, but Italy is easy to get. To I me, mean, there are direct flights Rome to Philly. Exactly. To me, Europe is easy, especially Western Europe, because from Philadelphia or New York, you can just get there with maybe an, an another hour or two, then you can get to California. So for us over here on the East Coast, going to Europe, um, to, to me, does seem easy. And we have never been to Southern Italy. We have been to Italy a few times. We've been to Tuscany uh, two or three times. We've been to Rome and in Venice and some of those places, but we have never... Yeah, Rome is as far south as we've gone. Yeah, we've never been further south than Rome. And of course, just like the, the southern coast of Italy, like Positano, I've always wanted to go there. But specifically, I thought it would be cool to go to the island of Sicily. And the reason is mostly because of wine. I <laughs> so we're back on the wine and the coast yes, thing. Yes. Lots so, of coastline, lots, lots of wine. Lots of wine, lots I of coastline. I should have known. I should yes. have known. So I, when I was thinking of places I wanted to go, I was thinking of wine. And so I was kind of Googling like great places with wine. <laughs> I love that Google search. <laughs> I want to know how many times a year you Google that. <laughs> I'd love if Google gave us that data. Heather has Googled this 47 times yes. in 2019. Well, also the Willamette Valley in Oregon sure. is trending for Willamette, wine. Yeah. And we've been there before, but I'm hoping to go again in 2020 because uh, we'll be out in Portland in the end of June. That is very feasible. And we will probably be doing that. So I didn't put it on my list because again, it's like not that sexy. It's Oregon, even though we love Oregon. But... We've never been to Sicily, and to me, that is Oregon a little... peeps. She's calling you not sexy. You can <laughs> no, stand I'm for just that. Saying we've been there and it's not as sexy as Italy. I think everyone would agree. That's with that. fair. Fair. So Sicily has, of course, gorgeous coastline. It is an island. It's in the Mediterranean. There are beautiful historic cities with lots of you know, Italian, Roman conquering history. There's uh, Taormina, the pearl of the Mediterranean. It's this gorgeous little city right on the coast with beautiful beach. And, you know, in the mountains, there's like a volcano there. It just seems really, really relaxing. Well, and food. And food and wine. Yeah, Do I need I to say more? I think you're right. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you know how you mentioned going to Hawaii was easy because of like the language, there was no language barrier and things. I, I also feel not all of Europe, but especially places like Italy, mm -hmm. you know, where where there is a decent uh, amount of tour. Well, not even a decent, a lot of tourists coming through. Um, you're right in that. Like if you said we're going to Sicily, I wouldn't be were like I wouldn't have that little oh let me figure out what we have to do okay this is going to be a hard trip it's no Italy. we would just stuff go. just work I mean yeah stuff doesn't always just work you know sometimes you're in Italy and it's like whoa well this train or whatever this isn't happening but it doesn't matter because everyone's so laid back especially when you get in down southern, southern Italy. Italy it's yeah. easy to get around driving I mean some people may disagree the roads are a little crazy but I like driving in Italy but trains are ubiquitous. And so I'm with you. Like Italy's easy to, yeah. Let's just go. Yeah, I love right. Italy. I love so, Italy, and it's been a few years since we've been there. And yeah. you know, we go to Florence and Tuscany a lot because that's one of our favorite cities. But I'm ready to branch out. Yeah, and try okay. something new. So right. let's go to Sicily. My number two is a harder trip than all. all th th my top three are much harder than going to Italy. My <laughs> number two 
is a place. This was actually named the best country to travel to by Lonely Planet in 2019. Okay, so you're so, trending. Uh, yeah, your I guess picks so. are trending. Um, but then there's a bombing that happened in Easter, and it threw the tourist tourism into a bit of a tailspin for this Sri country. Lanka? Yeah, Sri Lanka. And so this was on my list last year, really mm-hmm. high. I don't remember if it was one or two, but you know we've talked about our love for Southeast Asia, you know, in spades on this podcast over our 400 mm-hmm. episodes. And uh, spend a decent amount of time there, not as much as we like, but you know we've been through Thailand and all that a bunch. Um, Sri Lanka to me seems a, I, I don't want to say like it's just it's similar in that it's awesome beaches, friendly people, good food, laid back atmosphere. You know everything that I think we love about Thailand and Indonesia and places like that. I think we would love from in Sri Lanka with it being a a bit more um, off the beaten path. And especially because there has they have been struggling um, since the bombing. It just makes me want to go there even more to kind of, you know, just a very small part. Obviously, we'd be playing here, but to to kind of reinvigorate that tourism industry. We met when we went to the New York Travel Show last January and we were thinking about going to Sri Lanka pretty hard in 2019 before we knew we were going to have our second kid. We were actually, it was, you know, probably a 70% chance we were going to head to Sri Lanka. No, we knew that we were having a kid at that time and we just thought we would oh. still go to Sri Lanka. Okay, well, either way. <laughs> but we didn't end up going. Okay, yeah, I guess you would have been pregnant. That's right. Yes. We, we did not end up going, but um, this was before the bombings and we were talking about it. And then I just know that they've taken a bit of a hit. I'm with the tourism industry. But yeah, I, I anyone I know who's been through Sri Lanka raves about it. Um, I, it's just a place that has, yeah, has been really up there for me for a while for all the reasons that we like yeah. going to, to that region of the world in general when we talk about it. And, and the thing is with terrorism, it's, it's scary, but it hits everywhere in, in the world. And... You can't really stop traveling because of it, you know, because you it could happen where you live or it could happen when you travel. And I guess what I'm trying to say is like when you said Sri Lanka and then the bombing, I was like, well, is it safe to go there? Is it safe? But just because it happened once doesn't mean that it's going to happen again. And, you know, it could happen when you go to London. It could happen when you if you go to New York City. I mean, it could happen in Philadelphia. So I guess what I'm saying is you just have to get out there and go anyway. Yeah, I mean, sure, you take precautions. But I don't when something like this happens, you know, when it is a singular event. Yeah, and it's not political unrest in a country that's going through some type of crazy civil right. war or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I yeah, Sri Lanka, man, just I want to get there so 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 bad. Obviously, cuz it's number 2. All right, number 2, Sri Lanka. All right. Well, we are down to my number 1. G- all right, give us a hint. Drum roll us, Chris, and have give us a hint. Is it a place that's been on your list before? No. Is it Okay. Is it a place that we, so we obviously haven't been to it before either? We have been. Okay, that makes it even harder. We've been to it, but it's never been on your list before. Yes. So I don't know why it's number one. It just Corsica? Felt, it just felt right. No, not Corsica, although I do love Corsica, and I almost put a Mediterranean island, although I did sneak in kind of Sicily. It just felt right. just felt right. Portugal. Okay. So we wow. have... I- Cool. Been to these Portugal lists are before. great. Hold on, real quick. Before <laughs> we get in, these lists are great because I really wanted to put Portugal on, and I started making my list, and I couldn't find a spot for it. But I, I did think, again, talking about easy trip, man. I just want to go to Portugal. Yeah. Like I just want to fly over there you and know, be in Portugal. Exactly. Right now. And we hung out with our friend Mike, and he has a place in Porto, Portugal. And you know, he was talking all about Portugal. Now, specifically on my list is not. It's not Porto. It's the Algarve coast, and um. Um, Alentejo, which I, I mean, I don't speak Brazilian, so I don't know if I pronounced Brazilian that correctly. Or Portuguese. That's, I'm sorry, I meant Portuguese. Obviously, I don't speak Portuguese. I don't know why I was thinking Brazil, but obviously they speak Portuguese in Brazil, and that's why. But anyway, I want to go to the southern coast of Portugal because when we, we have spent one night there, we spent one night one there, one rainy night, and. 
it was absolutely stunning. Yeah. But it was February, so it was hella cold. And I want to go back when it's not February so that we and can enjoy. And it was a downpour, like oh. some of the heaviest rain we've ever been in. And we couldn't find the place we had booked. And so we actually just ended up booking a new place because it was it, a it interesting was a bit, experience. It was not the best. However, the next day the sun came out and we went to the little town. I forget which town it was. Lagos, I think. Yep. And we saw like the beautiful rock formations and the cute little town. And and basically, again, I chose this for wine <laughs> because when I was searching, well, I mean, I guess new wine yeah, regions, wine like and up coast. and coming wine regions. Obviously, if you know anything about Portugal and you've done research, you know that the Douro River, which is north of Porto, is ripe with wineries, and it's very popular to go there for wine. You can do a boat river, like a river cruise, and go to the wineries. And Obviously, I- they have a lot of port as well, port right. wine, which is. Not bad. And and that would be fun. And I have actually always wanted to do that. And we did not do that the last time that we went to Portugal. But specifically this trip, I really wanted to do the southern coast and the southern wineries because well, they're just the, – the southern coast of Portugal is gorgeous. Portugal's small too. So yeah. it's nice that – you can easily just drive. I mean, great roads. You can easily just drive around. You can hit stuff up. So if you did want to travel fast, you know, you or even if you bunked down on the coast for a week or two and then said, all right, I want to go up to Lisbon and Porto before I fly out of there or something. Super easy to do. Yes. Super easy to yes. do. Yes. So it's number one on my list. And it's right near Morocco. Yeah. Right near Morocco. So I feel like we could do uh, Morocco, Portugal. Bang, bang. Nice little bookends there to your list. Yes. Right near each other. Uh My number one, not anywhere. I mean, if you remember, my number seven was a road trip down to Key West. (laughs) So uh, this region is about as different from Key West as maybe anywhere else in the world, other than if you were to say like Antarctica or something like that. This is... So my top three were were definitely set in stone. I knew it was going to be Bhutan, Sri Lanka, and this area. Okay, interesting. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I just had to figure out what, you know, which order. But I definitely think that if you said to me, hey, Trav, you've got a month and you can go exploring, like pick where you want to go, it would be here. And that is Central Asia. That is the stands. The so stands. we're talking See, about. I could have predicted this. Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, yes. Kazakhstan. You know, would I? I don't know if I in a month or three weeks to be able to hit all of them. I just this part of the world to me is full of so much intrigue. The way that if you've listened to our podcast before, you know the way that I love the Republic of Georgia because it's it's got everything I love. And it's off the beaten path. And, and when we tell people about it, like it can get them excited because, uh-huh. you know, it's a little more adventurous. They might not have heard of it. This, I think, is just a an extension of that. It's even more off the beaten path, less touristed, a little more remote. And I feel like, I don't know, this might be blasphemy. I feel like it could even be a little more magical. Again, like I just the way I felt about Georgia before I went is yeah. the way I feel about here and I think I would be so 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 not I even mean, pleasantly surprised. I think I would just love it as even I more than know. I think. Georgia was so magical. I'm not sure that those three but there's three countries competing with one so maybe five five oh sorry five five stands five I mean stands. that's not including Pakistan Afghanistan but right. these are like this you know, sure so sorry the three stands that you're talking about could possibly um, be more magical than Georgia. And it's funny because I feel like, I, and if, rem, remind me if this happened, I feel like I said to you that maybe you should plan a solo trip or go on a trip with some yes, of you your guy friends. You're like, oh, so I'm going to go to the stands. And this I was exactly, like, this is exactly what like, happened. I don't know about that. You said, <laughs> yep. You said, hey, I think I want to go visit my mom for her birthday oh, in the right. end of January. So you should plan a boys trip. And I said, all right, I'm going to the stands. And she, you were like, I meant for a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm it'll going take like a week to get there and back. So I'm going um, to New Hampshire for possibly a week, a few days to a week. And Charles like, I'm going to go to the stand. So I'm that like, is how oh, I geez. knew it was number one on my list. I just I have such a hankering to get there. It's having a little bit of a moment. And by that, I mean, you know, certainly well off the typical travelers radar. But it's starting to get a little bit more momentum. 
obviously the Silk Road, you know, has been traveled for for years and years and years and years. But this is starting to have a bit of a renaissance, and I want to get there before it before it starts to get more touristed because I think you know there's a lot of mountainous regions that will probably never be crazy touristed so you're always going to get to have that off the beaten path thing but you know a few travel bloggers I know have started to go there a lot of travel bloggers have started to go to Georgia I'm not going to take all the credit for that but uh <laughs> um but you know I do think that this is the next little outpost and so uncornered market who is a travel blog that I started following even before we ever started this um aubrey and dan and they actually have a really cool guide to it that i was poking through and here's just what they say about it you know as a general overview are you looking to go to the stands here's what they say filled with incredible mountain landscapes friendly people and quirky experiences of the soviet hangover variety which i love you know that has <laughs> Central Asia is hard to beat when it comes to raw discover the world potential. To this day, it remain it remains one of our favorite and most fulfilling travel experiences. And so, wow, this is a definitely off the beaten path, hard. Not I'm going to pop over to Italy. Not I'm going to take sure. hop in the car and go to Key West. But to me, yeah, a my real ultimate number adventure one adventure trip. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to need a little more than the one week that you're going to New Hampshire. Uh -huh. Just, and I think you would love it too. And I honestly think that if we knew we were going to go, we could go with kids. I mean, it's super friendly, super welcoming. We'd have to be very flexible with how things work. Uh, it might not be my number one option to go to <laughs> with kids. This might be my number one option. I think this it would be my number one option to go s alone or, or like with a buddy without kids or with you without kids, because sure. I think that it just would allow for a lot more of this. Well, even openness. when we think back to when we when we did go to Georgia and that whole trip was magical because we were in Norway and we knew that we wanted to travel for a couple of weeks. And we said to each other, hey, Trav, where do you want to go the most? And you said, where do I have where do you want to go the most? And I chose Greece and you chose Georgia and we went and we had a lot of adventures in Georgia, including traveling into the mountains on like the third most dangerous road in the world. Now, I'm not going to say I wouldn't do that with the kids, but I would definitely think twice about driving on dirt paths on the side of the Caucasus right. Mountains. Yeah. Because it was dangerous. I, I agree. We, I did drink a little bit because I was very scared. And I was like, yep, I'm going to drink this local homemade wine that we Back found. Back to wine. Back <laughs> to wine. Yes. Um, from somebody else's car that we happened to, you know, pass. Anyway, yeah, it's definitely when you do these adventure trips, it's not that you can't do them with children, but it, it I think we would say yes to a lot more things yeah, if we I, were solo. And I think maybe that's why it's my number one, because I know that this is going to have to be something that takes some effort to do. Sure. A, it takes some effort to get there because it's just far and remote. And then once you get there to get around, you know, it's not like you're going to just take, oh, the, here's the Shinkansen, the high-speed train, you know? So I know it's going to be a bit of a mission. And so maybe that's why want, in a wanderlust way, it's number one, because I know that it's, I don't want to say it's the one that is the most unrealistic, but I think it's just has a hold of me because you always want what you can't have. And again, not that we Especially can't have it. Especially Trav wants what Not that we can't, can't have it, but it's, it's, yeah. So for me, stands number one. Um, and I'd love to have you go too, but I think that you would love it in the same way that I do. Because even when we went to Georgia, you were a little bit like, I don't know if this is going to be my type of trip. And it was amazing. And it was amazing. So... Um, just to recap, we, we want to hear your wish list, everyone. Throw it, please, on Instagram. We are getting ready to uh, roll into, you know, end of December, beginning of January is going to be our year in review where we review all the stuff that we've done. So we love doing those podcasts and we love hearing from you then. But we also love hearing from you. This kind of kicks it off, right, with our wish list yes. of like what we're dreaming of. Uh, so let us know at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Tell us your 2020 wish list. Heth, roll through your list, starting with the honorable mentions. I'll roll through mine just to uh, recap everyone. Okay. Give you a little bit more of a tingle of wanderlust mm -hmm. to, really quickly. All right. My honorable mentions were South Africa and Charleston, South Carolina. And then my seven places I want to go to in 2020 are 
Number seven, Morocco. Number six, Hawaii. Number five, Colombia. Number four, Peru. Number three, New Zealand. Number two, Sicily, Italy. And number one, Southern Portugal. I think we did a really good job. I'll give mine and then I'll I'll say what I want to say, I guess, because let me give you mine first. Honorable mention, New Mexico and Cape Town, South Africa. Number seven, road trip down to Key West, hitting Wilmington, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, and then the Florida coasts. Six, Uruguay. Five, Bulgaria. Four, Gili Islands. Three, Bhutan. Two, Sri Lanka. One, the stands. So I went very <laughs> Asian-centric yes, there. The last four were Asian. Um, I, what I want to say is I think we did a really good job covering... Almost all the parts of the world. I was going to say we really missed Western Europe a lot, but you had Portugal in there and you yes. had Italy in there. Yeah. So, so all um, around the board, no matter where you're thinking of going in 2020, maybe we've hit a spot around <laughs> across the globe that you will be going to. And I wanting to go to. Yeah. Let us know where that is. Again, we've been doing a lot on social media. We've loved the engagement that we've had from all of you. So at Extra Pack of Peanuts, hit us up there. Let us know where you want to go 2020, what your wish list is. Does not have to be realistic. Does not have to be feasible. You could even say like, I mean, the stand, me going to the stands in 2020, I'm honestly guessing is below a 5% chance of happening. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This is my wanderlust list. That's right. Make your, your wanderlust list. list. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all the support as always uh, that makes us number one rated travel podcast on Apple Podcasts and all the other players and all that kind of good stuff. Um, we really, really appreciate it, especially as we come to another uh, close here of the year. Hard to believe that we have been at this, not the podcast, but that extra pack of pants for eight years now um we couldn't have done it without the support for you guys so thank you so much and until next time happy free travels i'll show you paradise.